Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Super Stacks for Super Bowl 56 compete for the $1 million top prize with the Pizza Hut Fantasy Football Millionaire. Head to DraftKings.com slash Pizza Hut Millionaire to draft your best lineup and play for your slice of the pie. No one out pizzas the hut. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Jonathan Von Tobel joins the program to kick off this hour. Host of The Edge, weekdays at 4 Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on VSIN with some other guy. I forget his name. Uh, JVT, good morning. How are you, pal? I'm good, man. Today, you know, I, I like the NBA, but I'm also just a hoops head in general. Uh, the card, both college and professional today, is out of this world. So I'm very excited. It's really good. It's really good. So on the NBA card itself, a back-to-back for Phoenix after blowing that cover last night somehow. They're on the road now against Philadelphia tonight. Um, some other sexy matchups up and down across the board. Anything stick out to you at this early hour? Yeah, so I was looking at, we'll start with Boston and Brooklyn, uh, because this is a pretty interesting spot. It, you know, Boston has quietly actually made this win total for them uh, pretty interesting. Uh, their win total is 46 and a half. They need 17 wins to get there, but right now they have ripped off uh, seven out of eight. They've actually been performing really well, and they're an elite defensive team. They're now third in defensive efficiency on the year, and their last eight opponents, they've limited them to 96.2 points per 100 possessions. But, but the thing here is James Harden's questionable to play yet again. And if he's not going to be out there, you're talking about a potential starting lineup of Patty Mills, DeAndre Bembry, Kessler Edwards, James Johnson as the core with Blake Griffin as the starting five. And if that's going to be the case, mm. those first four that I listed off, that's a negative 20.3 net rating when they're on the floor, an offensive rating of about 107. It seems that the Celtics would be able to feast defensively like they've been doing all year long. So playing this game under the total, sitting at 216 and a half, see what the status of Harden is. And by the way, Harden playing actually doesn't necessarily get me off of this. I want to see what the total would do if that's going to be the case because he slows it down. It's a half-court game with him out there. They're not going to get up and down the floor. Still think it'd be a low-scoring affair, but that was at the top of the list to look at there under the total of 216 and a half in Brooklyn tonight. Yeah, what do you make of James Harden at this point? He uh, He's obviously been slowed by injuries, and he looks like he's overweight. Yeah, I think, well, I think you hit it, like, he hasn't really been healthy. Go back to last year when I was in the middle of my James Harden for MVP campaign. You know, he was playing at a really high level last year, Matt. And then all of a sudden, the hamstring issue, and by all accounts, it was a very serious hamstring issue that he tried to play through and actually lingered into the offseason. He comes back and doesn't look the same because of the foul calling situation, all that stuff, and then he gets hurt yet again. So, like, I, I, I hesitate to kind of punt on him. I've seen a lot of Harden's washed, all these things. 
I think there's something to the fact that when he falls off his game, uh, it's going to be a steep decline. But like before he got injured also, he was he had like two triple doubles in the span of like, I think, uh, what, 10 games or something like that. He's shown flashes of his brilliance. Him and Kyrie on the floor together, the output statistically is still elite. So I want to see a fully healthy James Harden with the full complement of weapons because we haven't seen that yet with Brooklyn either before I'm going to like punt on, hey, man, Harden's washed. This is done. And he won't sure. work anywhere, including Philadelphia. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far yet. All right, so. I want to get your opinion on three more games quickly here before we move mm-hmm. on to uh, some of the cross-sport props you want to talk about. I know you like both of these teams, Clippers and uh, Grizzlies in Memphis with uh, Memphis minus 7.5 or 8, total of 228.5. Yeah, I think so. The Clippers, it's interesting. These last few games, guys, they, they've suddenly found their offense. and I think the problem is it's just a symptom of hot shooting. Uh, last 11 games for the Clippers, 115.6 offensive rating in non-garbage time minutes. They're shooting 39% from three, 42% from the corners. Uh, their shooting's just taken off. Uh, now, there's like a slight rise of attempts from like that 4 to 14 feet range, so it shows that there has been uh, at least an effort to get within the painted area of the floor. It's not something this Clippers team does. But what worries me is about backing a team like this is, can you rely on that offense when this is a team as a whole that is 26th in offensive efficiency on the season? So I, I completely understand this number actually going from the overnight of seven to eight and a half here. But this is an interesting 11 games because Clippers are on an eight, two and run, a eight, two and one run to the over over these last 11 games. So if this continues offensively, um, this defense has kind of taken a step back. So I would expect that this continues to kind of go in that direction. Uh, this defense taking a step back. They're breaking some new guys in on that end of the floor and that scheme as well. Uh, I, I didn't really have an opinion here, Matt, but I kind of expected this to be a higher scoring game and uh, look to this to maybe go over the total. All right, how about the Knicks? They blew a 21-point lead Saturday night in L.A. against the Lakers. They blew the cover in the fourth quarter last night in Salt Lake City, and now they're playing a back-to-back third game and four nights at Denver. Yeah, in altitude, right? It seems like a, a really terrible situation here uh, for the Knicks. So my angle here was going to be uh, I wanted to approach this from an in-game standpoint, and I've mentioned this a thousand times over. We just lose JVT. It? it sounded actually like somebody cut the cord at his house. I think I think he's gone. He's got kids. I think we have to reconnect. Yes, you one guys of the got kids. me. We got oh, no. We got you. We the got you. Little fella didn't yank the power. <laughs> no, nah, I think there's a there's a short in my mic wire, and I oh, think copy. sometimes I think that just uh, <laughs> that got out on me. Uh, but anyway, uh, I was looking to approach this in game. Essentially, we know how bad this this uh, Nuggets bench is. And when you look at maybe potentially in the first quarter, the Knicks getting off to a slow start here, given the situation you just listed off, Matt. Uh, but a bench that has a negative 10 net rating when Jokic leaves the floor, potentially grabbing an inflated number and allowing them to stay in there. Because between the two benches, the Knicks, I think, have a clear advantage here. And I think that'd be a pretty good opportunity to, to attack it. And this number's a little Fix that mic wire. Check that mic wire. Let's go. You have to grab it, I think, hold it, <laughs> don't move your hand the entire time, be as still as possible, be like a statue. Yeah, we're going to no? try to connect. Sorry, I think I fixed it. You got it? Okay. I'm just going to go with the uh, the classic mic. This is ridiculous. All right, let's go with that. <clears throat> All right, we're talking about Nick's Nuggets. I, I, I want to go to one more. The, um, the Lakers have some issues, and uh, Russell Westbrook was terrible Saturday night, shot one for ten in that game against the Knicks. The Bucks are four-and-a-half-point favorites uh, on the road against the Lakers tonight. What do you make of that matchup between the Bucks and the Lakers? So I, you know how statistically driven I am. I have a theory that is uh, just pure speculation uh, on this, but I'm really interested to see if it plays out. So 
if you guys go back, because the, the Bucks right now are on a three-game winning streak, and they've covered all three. Uh, but go back to last week, right? And the Bucks lose to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and Giannis and the Bucks don't really care. He comes out, he's eating chicken wings, he's licking his fingers, he's like, ah, whatever, you know, we suck, it's fine. Uh, but then two games later, they get blown out by the Nuggets by 36 points at home. And, and the the narrative and the words coming out of Milwaukee after that game were a lot more serious. And then sure enough, all of a sudden they come out, they rip off three consecutive wins and covers. They look much more like the team that we expected them, right? Drop 137 points in back-to-back games against the Clippers and the Trailblazers. They blow out the Washington Wizards. I think maybe that that loss to Denver as a six-and-a-half-point favorite and getting blown out like that maybe woke this team up just a little bit here. Uh, there's going to be no Carmelo Anthony tonight for the Los Angeles Lakers, which is a pretty big blow for their three-point shooting. Uh, this overnight line actually dipped to three-and-a-half before it came back to four-and-a-half. Mm. That seemed pretty low. So I, I I like the Bucks here. I want to see if maybe there's some buyback on the public Lakers, if I can get underneath that four. Uh, but I think that uh, we have kind of seen the the rise of the Bucks here. Maybe getting blown out like that kind of waked them up and actually injected a little bit of a seriousness in their campaign. JVT, better bet to win the Atlantic. Celtics, Raptors, or neither? I, so I, I, I was looking at this. If I'm picking one, I think it's the Celtics. Like their, their schedule is a little bit harder, right? But I mentioned how good they've been defensively. Like that's been a consistent thing with them. They have been legitimately good defensively all year long. And it's not like their, their schedule is like insanely hard, right? I think they're about 14th, 15th in terms of the remaining strength of schedule. And so I think if I'm, if I'm taking a shot with either one of them, it's going to be a team that is elite on one end of the floor and has consistently been elite on one end of the floor and that would be their defense. So, and I think you can still get them in the range of like twenty to one or so to do that. So, uh, it would definitely be Boston if I was picking amongst them or Toronto. Okay, cross sport props that you like. NBA tied into the Super Bowl. Evan Mobley points and rebounds versus Matthew Stafford completions minus two and a half. Which one do you like here? Uh, give me Stafford completions minus two and a half. I think this is going to be a big game for this passing attack for the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this is one of the worst secondaries in the NFL in terms of air yards allowed per game and yards after catch allowed per game. And you got two guys who can really exploit that in Cooper Cup and Odo Beckham Jr. Uh, and on the flip side, Mobley's got to match up with, and this is important, I, I need Joel Embiid out on the floor there. And if it is Embiid out there, uh, Mobley's going to have a tough time grabbing some rebounds. So that's going to weigh him down a little bit in this matchup. And I'm not sure if he can score against a somewhat elite mid-range defense, which is what the 76ers are. So give me Stafford completions. Okay. Darius Garland points plus assists minus one and a half versus Joe Burrow completions. So this is interesting, too, because Garland hasn't been healthy. He's been missing games. Mm -hmm. And so you're looking at a situation where is this going to be his first game back after like a five or six game absence? Is there going to be a minutes restriction on him if that is actually the case here? So from a numbers perspective, points and assists on the season, you're talking about an average of 28. But I don't know if that's going to be the case here for Garland against the 76ers. And on top of that, if it's his first game back on a potential restriction of minutes against a good defensive team in Philadelphia, uh, I really like Burrow completions here. I think this is a game that he's going to rack up those. All right, it's a Rams defense. It gives them what the short passes, not so much downfield, that allows you to rack up those completions to some of your guys like Jamar Chase. So, yeah, give me a Joe Burrow completions plus the one and a half. And I believe we're on the same page with this one. James Harden points, rebounds, and assists minus a half versus Matthew Stafford, longest completion of the game. Uh, I mean, you get one to Cooper Cup that he breaks the right in terms of yards after catch, and this is going to be massive. And we talked about this. Uh, with Harden and his availability, we don't know if he's going to be out there. And obviously, that wouldn't it would make this point move. But even if he is, uh, he's not the same triple-double guy he was. So if we're talking about like a 38-yard completion to Cooper Cup, which is perfectly in the cards uh, against this defense, as I mentioned, one of the worst in terms of yards after catch allowed, 
Uh, this is going to be one where Stafford set up really nicely with his longest completion compared to what Harden has to do with his points, rebounds, and assists. So if Harden's flying solo, that's probably going to be something that works against us, but I still think Matt Stafford longest completion is the way to go there. All right. Pimp your goods. What do we need to know you're doing? Uh, let's see. I, I got a pod coming this week, Hardwood Handicappers. It's going to be all about the crossboard props over at the Superbook nice. with Aaron Renning. Uh, yep, that's going to come out uh, on Wednesday, usual Friday pod, and then, of course, The Edge and Beeson.com slash JVT for the daily ride. All right, and follow him on Twitter, at me, JVT. Up early now nah, with two kids. Thanks, pal. We appreciate the time. I'm on my way to Best Buy. I get a new wire on my <laughs> That the kid no doubt broke. <laughs> Probably was chewing on earlier uh, at about 4 o'clock in the morning. Matt, I know that you're just... I don't just, know anything about having kids. Well, one day you're going to get there. You secretly have told me in the past. <laughs> yeah, <that time>. <laughs> Paul Howard's better bet than both of us. I would probably agree with that. Uh, up next, win some, lose some. Down 13 to up 26, only for it to land right here. Details coming up next. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and, like, so simple? And what else was it going to—like, that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Win some, lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Holly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. Holly Howard is out today. She'll be back tomorrow. The Great Matt Humans filling in for this three hour extravaganza. Last night in college basketball wins some Virginia on the money line, plus 525. They take down Duke at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Um, yeah, 69-68 was the final score. I did not see that finish coming. He's wide open for the three, and he buries it, and I did think for what it's worth, not that it matters, but uh, Duke got a friendly whistle on both sides of the court last uh, night down the stretch. Say it ain't so. Yeah. That doesn't happen too, out, too often, especially at Cameron Indoor, but uh, you, you know when you go in there, you're going to have to be a lot better than Duke to even win the game by one point because you're you're playing five on eight a lot of times. But I will say that uh, <clears throat> I don't make excuses for Duke, but it was a flat spot after oh, the big for sure win, it was, after the big win at Carolina, and um, that's why I don't think I was stunned. I, I, at the end of the game, you fully expected Duke to find a way to win it. But going into it, there was a lot of sharp money on Virginia, plus 12, and a little bit higher when it opened. And I think that uh, had mostly to do with the flat spot that uh, Carolina, the Duke was in after the Carolina win. Yeah, for me, and I think for you and for a lot of people, 
like moving forward with your thoughts it on didn't really, Duke? It didn't really impact my uh, my no. power rating on Duke at all. It's just you know, every team's going to lose a couple a game here and there. Coach K has won what five titles at Duke? <clears throat> Who's counting? Yeah, and he's also had several teams that come up way short that are just the most talented teams in the country. I I expect this team to make a very deep run in March. Again, that loss last night means nothing <clears throat> towards that. Uh-huh. But And I, I would be, and I think a lot of people, including Coach K, like if they bow in the second round this year, that's going to be surprising and extremely disappointing. It'd be a colossal disappointment. This Duke team is loaded. Yes, they are. It really are. is. you got size on the front line. you got good guards. you got shooters. It's a physically mature team, a tough team, pretty good on the defensive end of the floor, too. Uh, I would be surprised if Duke is not in the Final Four. I yep. really will be surprised. And, you know, you say that right now, we don't see the brackets. We don't know what the matchups are going to be. Duke Duke might be a two or three seed in a really tough region. Yep. I still will be surprised if Duke is not a Final Four team because right now, I think if you're a sharp college basketball handicapper, you've got to have Duke power rated in the top three. Hockey's up there. Auburn's up there. Uh, Ron Boyles, who you know is very sharp. Huh? Uh, he's a very sharp professional gambler, and he's a, he's a really good college basketball guy. I was double-checking uh, my power ratings with his last night. I said, give me your top ten. And um, his his order of his top ten, Auburn, Kentucky, Duke. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Uh, in the I, don't, NFL. I don't have Auburn number one. I've got Duke one, Kentucky two, Auburn three. But, I mean, seriously, it's it's very slim difference. Sure, sure. Right. In the NFL, Dennis Allen, new Saints head coach, plus 150. Great call on this show, January 29th by Mike Detellier, who works at WWL in New Orleans. Soccer World Med, I know you had this one yesterday. We had a draw. Nil-nil detector was out. 8-1. 8-1 that paid. Bernie and Watford. <clears throat> I had the popcorn ready. I watched uh, all three hours of that game. Maple Leafs and Hurricanes. We thought it would be a good game last night. It was. Over was bet from 6-6.5. to It got there 4-3 in overtime. Heat 4.5-7 to in the NBA. They defeated the Wiz 121-100. to College Hoops, Charlotte, FIU over 135-138. to Landed 149. UTSA, Middle Tennessee State over was bet from 140-144. to 84-75. Was the final score there? Southeast Missouri State, SIU, Edwardsville, under 152 and a half to 147 and a half, five point move. Final score 76 47. Rocking chair winner for the people who move that number. Arizona- and, uh, I will say this if you if you see the number move, a total move, five points on a Southeast Missouri SIU Edwardsville game, you know that's uh, very sharp money moving that. That's not the public coming here early for the Super Bowl? <laughs> I don't Bowl? think so. Oh. I don't think that's the case. Okay, so how about this now again? <laughs> Arizona down 13 early last night, 16 3 out of the gates against Arizona State, their chief rival in the Pac 12. All the way that flipped to up 84 58. And when you were on the air yesterday, the Wildcats were laying 12 and landed 12. How about that? 5.55 to go. It's 84.58. Arizona State's dead in the water. Sun Devils outscore the Wildcats 21-7 to the rest of the way and score the final seven points of the game to land that on 12. Yep. NBA favorites, Matt, straight up on an 18-1 run. Remarkable. Came in again last night across the board. So that's now, we're talking Saturday, Sunday, and Monday night in the NBA. And it's a huge card tonight, by the way. Yeah, 11 games on the association card today. Think about 
uh, all the public betters who like to parlay the favorites. Man, it's been a big few days in the NBA. Oh, they're killing it. Last couple of days, no question. Uh, okay. Moving on, on here. That was winsome. Lose some? Yeah, this is a bad beat. The Suns opened six in the game against the Bulls. They, uh, I saw that number get to as high as eight. I said on the air yesterday, I wanted uh, in a think about this. I was hoping the Suns would be like three and a half or four so I could bet them. They weren't. I stayed away. They are up by 16 in the fourth quarter. Uh, and it was 127-112 with 141 to go. They never scored again. 127-124 final. Yeah, this was a late addition to uh, bad beats last night on uh, SVP and Stanford Steve. Um, I have the Bulls on several bets to go over 42.5 wins in the regular season. Paulie disagrees with me. I say I'm, I'm concerned. I don't know if they win 11 more games. Uh, I think I think it's got to be 11. It's 10 or 11 games. I don't know if they get there. Third hardest schedule moving forward. I think you'll get there, but it's going to be tight. If you can find, and I said this, I think it was late last it's week. Be a sweat. Some books offer like in-season win totals. If you, it was forty-nine and a half. I would, I can't bet it because it's not here in Las Vegas. I would love to be able to put down a huge bet under forty-nine and a half. Now it's probably like forty-seven and a half. I would still bet under forty-seven and a half. For the numbers out there on the Bulls. Yeah, I think they'll get to probably 44, 45 wins. Yeah. All right, moving on here. Win some, lose some. And there might be an injury. You never know. That hurts the Bulls down the stretch, too. Yeah. To the tweets. Look at this. Or the Instagram shots. I follow TSA on Instagram. I find it fascinating when people try to get through security lines at the gate, whatever. Now, this is evidently a thing where people are breaking out their air mattresses at the gate. And just look at that guy. Look at the guy on the right. He's got his blanket with him. He's out cold. Ah, I used to love traveling, Matt. Used to love it. But because of human beings across the world, I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> and this has been a thing now for like four or five years. I hate going. Nothing in life gives me more anxiety than going to the airport. You serious? Oh, yeah. It's my number one thing. Uh, better than the DMV? No, I'd take the DMV over this. Okay. Because you can sometimes be in and out of the DMV in 20 minutes. Oh, I hate that place. This, the security lines, people don't know what they're doing. you got to deal with this, the people taking their shoes and socks off. It's a, it's a zoo the entire time. What about an auto repair shop? Well, that's bad, too, because well, I, don't, know, I don't get the language. Oh, they always come in, oh, you got this and this wrong, trying to rip you off and overcharge you for stuff. You're like, of no, course. no, no, no. Yeah, or you just got to sit there and say, what are you going to do? For a person who knows nothing about cars, you call their bluff? Not your line. I don't think so. I don't think that's the problem. (laughs) Here's what I think is wrong with it. Right. You know, you sound like a total dope, and eventually you're going to have to get it paid. You know, I don't like to go to the dentist either. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. But yeah, the airport, that's disgusting. It is. I I think what's even more disgusting is what you guys talk about when somebody takes their socks off on the plane. That's, yeah. And uh, this tweet from Jimmy Vaccaro. A couple of fours showing up. I think he meant to put four and a half. I don't know. That's about it, kids. How do I take capitals off my computer? Uh, uh, was that yesterday? Yeah. No, uh, fours. Yeah, you're starting to see fours show up was on the it? board. And some of those four and a halves are disappearing. I'm just impressed with Jimmy's tweeting butt for himself because he used yeah. to have a girl at the South Point book who tweeted for him. Well, and that's what you get, by the way. How do I take capitals off my computer? And look at this now. The sheep goes against the bucket. Look at this. Watch out. The big fella's backing up. Full steam ahead. 
Boom! And, <laughs> and the bucket actually wins. <laughs> That's hilarious. Up. That is great. And now he's scared of the bucket. He's like, whoa, I didn't see that one coming. He's like, look at this. You have no chance, pal. I'm going to take care of you, and you're going to hate. And then, whoa! S over tea kettle. Win, lose, brought to you by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Log in, get a 20% live profit boost on the NBA every Tuesday. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Also, for those of you getting ready for the big game and to watch it, and that's all of you, I would think, we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans on championship weekend. We are offering 56 hours of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts during. Uh, well, before, during, and after the action on the website, which is vcin.com. Jordan Palmer is going to join the show uh, coming up next. He has trained some of the best young quarterbacks in the league. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. What separates Burrow from the rest? We will ask him that question coming up next. Follow the money on vcin, the sports betting network. Do you have questions about betting the Super Bowl, wondering how to hedge, or maybe you're looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts? The VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsin.com slash Super Bowl, and it can be answered by our experts on air or vsin.com. Matt, we talked about the help desk yesterday. Again, vsin.com slash Super Bowl. And without question, the number one, well, um, Submission that we have every single day leading up to the Super Bowl is, hey guys, I have a Rams future ticket at such and such number, or I have a Bengals future ticket at 65 to 1 or 100 to 1. How would you hedge? That's the most common number. And so to me, like it's it's always difficult for me to like answer somebody, first of all, if I that I don't know. So like your financial situation the spot that you're in, I don't know what that is. And quite frankly, I don't want to ask what your situation is because it's none of my business, right? So, but And everybody's different when it comes to hedging. Some people will tell you they'll never hedge, ever. Mm -hmm. Nigel Seeley will never hedge. The late, great Dave Belinsky said he'll never, ever, he would never hedge. Other people love to lock in a profit. I do hedge um, probably a lot, more often than not, actually, when it comes to future tickets and stuff like that. But um, So I would say if you're convinced on locking in a profit, my suggestion is, for those of you with the Bengals to win the Super Bowl, again, I would wait until Sunday. And then the only way to, to, to lock in a profit would be to bet the Rams on the money line. Right. That's the only way to do it. And, but as of right now, you're going to be paying a much, number, a much higher number, I think, because people come to town here in Las Vegas, and they do this across the country where, and we have heard that the Bengals plus the points, has been, it's been more popular than I think people thought. But they'll just—they're also going to add to that with the money line, so that'll drive the Rams' price down. No, you're correct. And I talked to Jay Cornegay at the Westgate Superbook yesterday. Uh, he said what surprised him the most is how much public betting support the Bengals have gotten so far. And he expects that to continue this week. I said, "How low do you think the money line is going to drop?" He said, "Minus one seventy. That low, huh? And he thinks it could yep. go. To, so, so yesterday on the show. JBT mentioned a big bet that came in. I think Ben Fox of uh, Vison tweeted it out. It was, uh, I, I don't, 
uh, want to say the amount. I can't call it up right now. Let's say it was a hundred thousand on the Rams at minus two hundred. So yeah, to me, that's not a sharp bet at all because you know if, I think it was four hundred to win two hundred. Four hundred to win two hundred. I believe okay. so. Yeah, I think you're right. I knew it was six figures, but <clears throat> that is not a sharp bet because why are you playing that at minus two hundred? That's like the peak of the money line or close to it. If you know how Super Bowl betting trends typically develop and you're listening to these sportsbook directors and you watch VSIN, they're telling you the money line's going to drop. And it was already yesterday there were spots where you could have found minus 190. It's going to drop to minus 180, minus 170. If you're going to bet $400,000 on something, why would you not wait for that money line to drop later in the week to minus 170? Why are you laying $2? So I go back and forth in this, right? Quickly, uh, Mm -hmm. to answer your question about hedging, if somebody asks me that, the first thing I always respond with is, how much did you bet on it? And you said, you know, it's none of my business. Well, if you're asking me the question, I can't answer it properly unless you tell me how much you have bet on it. Yeah, you know, I guess, so I think that's fine. But I also, like, if you want to get into, like, do you need the money? Like, I I don't know what you do for a living. I don't know how big your bankroll is. I don't know how much money you have. Like, I don't know if I really want to know that information. Like, I think, okay, so you're right. Like, I do need to know what you're working with here and how much it is. Like, are you going to win $4,000 or do you have a chance to win $60,000? You know, there's a big difference I'm going to give you an example. Somebody asked me, I've got this bet. I want to hedge it. I said, how much is the bet? I have to know how much. And he said, 20 bucks. I said, don't hedge. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. If it's, that, if it's a small bet like that, don't bother to hedge it. Uh, but if you got a significant bet on it, I, I disagree with the people who say they never hedge. I think sometimes you're an idiot not to hedge. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago when I had Will Zalatoris in the golf tournament at 21 to 1, and he blew the putt and he was going to the playoff, I was walking the course. I wish I could have hedged at that point because I knew he was going to lose in the playoffs. You, could just, you were you, there. You could yeah, tell. You could see I was it coming. Standing 10 feet away from the guy. I said, he's going to lose this playoff. I wish I could hedge right now and guarantee myself some sort of profit here because it's going to be all or nothing and I'm going to get nothing. Yep. Uh, there are spots where you absolutely are smart to hedge. Yep. By the way, uh, I know I teased Jordan Palmer is going to be on the show a little early. Um, so not answering as of right now. Uh, he may come on a little bit later on in the week. Again, he trains Joe Burrow. By the way, this is what it looks like at vcin.com when you go to the help desk. It's very easy. Just put your name in, your email, what your question is, and somebody here uh, at vcin will try to get back to you as soon as we can on answering uh, your question again that that bet though that came in four hundred thousand dollars at minus two hundred to win two hundred thousand on the Rams money line. So if that person waits until Sunday, let's say that he's going to be able to get minus one seventy and You'll probably wait till Friday or Saturday. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be able to find that number. So then to win two hundred thousand, we're talking about making a bet of three hundred forty thousand. So if he loses, you're going to save sixty thousand dollars. Significant. But I also like if this person doesn't really know that and they're firing four hundred thousand, like I think like what's sixty thousand to them. They probably have money to burn, mm. but I think I think overall it's more like just the whole process of no matter how much money you got, you don't want to throw money. I away. know that. I know. <clears throat> I know. It's like uh, we put up we put up a video poker machine at Virgin that hit over the weekend. The person was playing a hundred dollar denominations, right? And he hit four deuces for I think it was a hundred thousand dollars, so five hundred bucks a push. Okay, and people are like. How much money was he down? This person has so much money to burn hitting a hundred thousand dollar jackpot doesn't really matter to them. I find these jackpots to be fascinating like that. Uh-huh. But they're they're probably right. Like if you're playing five hundred bucks a push 
at a video poker machine, like you can sit there and lose for hours and be okay. <laughs> right? I guess. Yeah. I used to have that luxury. But then again, if you gamble like that all the time, you're going to find yourself in a spot someday where you yep. don't have that much money. No, to I know. Play with. I know. <laughs> By the way, I, I want to go back to uh, one of JVT's cross sport props that he likes. And again, here's the bet uh, James Harden, I think it's on the game on Saturday of Super Bowl weekend. So coming up. Uh, points, rebounds, and assists minus a half versus Matthew Stafford's longest completion plus a half to reach minus 110. So I went and looked at uh, the longest completion in every game out of all 20 games for Matthew Stafford this year, and I took the median. And I also looked at Cincinnati's longest completion allowed by game, and I took that median. So when you average it out, Matthew Stafford's longest completion, the median is 43 and a half. Cincinnati... Longest completion allowed by game, the median there is 33.5. So if you want to split the difference and go to like 38.5 and, and say that's going to be the number you put on Matthew Stafford's longest completion, James Harden, in theory, will have to get in that range then to beat you with the points, rebounds, and assists. And this is not the same James Harden who is uh, threatening to put up triple doubles. No, he is not. <clears throat> nope. And like JBT said a little while ago, was playing some really good basketball before he got hurt. But he had also had some games there that were like a stink bomb. And when James Harden checks out, he checks out like as well as anybody. And so maybe he's at that point right now where, who knows, Matt, maybe the trade deadline is coming up on Thursday of Super Bowl week, which has never happened before because uh-huh. Super Bowl is later than ever. Maybe he's not even on the Nets beyond uh-huh. Thursday. In that case, that a prop might be void because Good. he wouldn't play a game. Would you do that deal, by the way, if you're the Sixers? <clears throat> ben Simmons, James Harden? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's tough to say. Uh, I think that's one of those moves that you kind of got to run by, believe it or not. I think you got to run it by Kevin Durant and um, Kyrie Irving. First and foremost, KD, uh, because... Those are the guys who kind of run that team. Are they in? Are they in on this deal? Do they want Ben Simmons? If they say no, you can't make the deal. Mm-hmm. You're invested heavily in those two guys. Whatever move you make has to make those guys happy. So I think that's the answer. <laughs> it is a really good night tonight in the NBA and in college basketball. I would say with this week, right, no football. It's like last weekend in college basketball. The schedule on Saturday on paper was phenomenal. So now, as people gear up for the Super Bowl, but we're waiting for it, it's a great week to showcase as many good games as possible. Yeah. And like the Bucks lakers for example, that's a really good game to watch on TV tonight. A back-to-back for the Suns as they take on the Sixers. And so many games in, in college basketball. And we'll touch on this coming up with our in-pocket plays and what we're betting today. But that Illinois-Purdue game, and you're right. In fact, I forgot about that. That was that, what, 9 o'clock Pacific game on MLK Day? That was just <clears throat> exhilarating down to the end in double overtime? <laughs> That was one of the top uh, probably three games of the Big Ten season so far. It was yeah early tip on that, that Monday morning on MLK Day and uh, 96-88, Purdue won in double overtime. I like teams and conference revenge spots. And one thing about that game was Kofi Coburn of Illinois was in foul trouble. was not a big factor in that game. So I'm betting Illinois plus six tonight and uh, definitely need – Kofi to stay out of foul trouble. So we have some college basketball bets, more Super Bowl props that we have bet coming up, and also 
I did make a bet yesterday on first pick of the NFL draft. I did not go chalk. I went with a guy at 90 to 1. I'll tell you why coming up next. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals, huge amounts of money, CIA secrets, sets off a firestorm in Washington, affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Twenty bucks, I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you three to one odds. Nope. Five to one. Nope. Ten to one. You're up. Had a winner last night in college basketball. Time for our in-pocket plays. That was Texas plus one and a half. Easy money. Oh, yes, yes. Nothing to worry about there as they trailed 76-72 with like 45 seconds left. Big three to get it within one, and they close on like a 7-0 run to win the game. I just thought that the, the Kansas schedule as of late, they played a close game against Oklahoma. They were getting buried at halftime, and they had to put everything into the second half against Kansas State to come back and win that oh. game. Then they got, I mean, that performance by Kentucky at Fog Allen was like the best performance I've seen all year. By And Kansas got killed. Then they came back and played their A game against Iowa State and their absolute A game against Baylor. And then on the road against Texas, I'm actually more impressed with Kansas today in the loss than I, than I was. Because I, I, Tex- I thought it was going to be easier than that to tex- for Texas last night. Did you really? I did, yeah. yeah. It kind of played out the way I thought. I was, figured it was going to be a down to the last couple minutes sort of sort of game where you'd have to sweat it out just like you I bet Texas plus one and a half I thought we were on the losing side with uh that 76 72 deficit in the final minute I gotta be honest by me saying I thought it was gonna be easier that's probably poorly phrased but I like Texas I didn't you know Kansas again played great last night even though they got beat I have a bunch of MVP bets we talked about this bets that you make right away that you regret I, I wish I could have my bet back on Joe Mixon win the MVP at 40 to 1 only reason why I did is because some spots were having like 15 and 20. I'm like, I see a 40. I'll take it. Come on. What was I doing there? Um, no TD in the first quarter plus 250. I thought that was a good number to bet. Cam Akers under 64 and a half rushing yards. Bengals more time of possession plus 110. At least one scoreless quarter plus 360. Uh, Joe Burrow INT bet that minus 130. I figured that he, like you, I think he's going to be throwing the ball a lot in this game and the Rams defense has been great. Against quarterbacks now going back for pretty much uh, much of the year. He has thrown a pick in each of the last two playoff games. Yeah, Joe Burrow over two and a half rushing attempts. I think that D-line clearly has an edge over the offensive line. He might not get sacked like seven times in this game, but I think he's going to feel the heat and he's going to want to take off like he did against the Chiefs. Longest field goal, Bengals minus 120. I'm uh, tailing you on that matter, and I think it makes a lot of sense. In a couple of plays this week at the waist, I know that at the Waste Management Open, Keith Mitchell is going to be a popular play this week. I think at uh, you know some books, some betters are going to be on this guy. He's got a good history here. 
uh, in recent form pretty good. I bet him top 5, 17 to 1, and top 10, 9 to 1. If you can find that, I like those two bets. And another one that I bet yesterday, and I saw this, it put me on it. So Nate Tice has been on this show several times. He's really good at breaking down film. He lives here in Las Vegas. He likes to bet. So I noticed that he quote tweeted something from Pro Football Focus. Now, and this was uh, one of their mock drafts where the person at Pro Football Focus put Charles Cross, offensive tackle, number one overall. Okay. Okay. And Nate Tice quote tweeted it and said something like, I'm here for all of the Charles Cross love. And I reached out and I'm like, is this, is there something to this? Is this real? And like, Nate is like, yeah, I think there might be something to it. Um, he's really good. And once we get closer to the draft, he like he might pick up some steam. I found 90 to 1 on him yesterday here in town. He's about 60 to 1 at several books. Points bet has him at 20. <laughs> so, the, Matt, there's still plenty of time here left in the whole draft process where if the Jags keep their pick and they go offensive lineman, which, by the way, I think it's going to be now. I don't think it's going to be Hutchinson or Thibodeau. I think it's going to be like a guy from like Neal or the kid from NC State, uh-huh. or maybe Charles Cross, who I looked at other like evaluators and film guys, and they're like, oh, this kid is a complete stud. And there might be some steam. And if they go offensive linemen, I'll take my shot at 90-1. to one Yeah, 90-1, to one, not going to argue with that. Yeah. That's a great number. Uh, I know you love the NFL draft like I do. I think oh, yeah. That year during the pandemic in 2020, during the shutdown, when we talked about the NFL draft on this show basically every day for a month. Oh, for like three for three hours every day. Uh, I had 30-some prop bets on that NFL draft. <laughs> okay, yeah. There wasn't anything else to bet. I know, that was it. Fortunately, we had a little UFC and golf that came along. But All right, uh, three college hoops plays to be. All conference revenge spots today. All underdogs on the road. First one is Wisconsin plus four and a half. At Michigan State, the Badgers, Mitch, you'll recall, were run off the court in Madison by the Spartans, 86-74 to on January 21st. They were three-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. Uh, Wisconsin last week on the road against Illinois shot, I think, two for 23 from three-point range. Missed the first 13 threes. Johnny Davis did not play well. I'm expecting the Badgers to play much better in East Lansing. By the way, the Spartans have lost at home in conference to Northwestern and beat Minnesota by two. Yeah. And they're just off a 21-point loss at Rutgers. Well, I will say this. I did play Rutgers in that spot. I was not expecting a 21-point win. Yeah. Johnny Davis needs to find his offensive game again because he couldn't – he had nothing against Penn State. And that was like – that's like – that's Dick Bennett, 1998 Wisconsin basketball there with that game against Penn State. That was 18-13 at halftime. uh, 51-49 final. Ugh. Yeah, the Badgers have uh, not played great the last couple times out. Need, need a big night from Johnny Davis. I'm taking Wisconsin plus four and a half to uh, avoid the sweep. Well, you got, you got the best number there, too, because I think that's – did I see a three and a half earlier today at some spots? We're down that low? I saw four and a half and four when I was leaving to come to the show tonight. How about Utah State plus one and a half of Wyoming? Now, this number opened two and a half. You're, you're seeing one at some spots out there now. Uh, the Aggies <coughs> lost at home to uh, Wyoming 71-69. That was in the middle of January, and that was a game that uh, Wyoming kind of stole in the last minute. But here's a spot where the Cowboys have played three big games in the past three, past week. They beat Colorado State in overtime. Mm-hmm. They beat Boise in a game that went to the wire. They just beat Fresno on the road. 
I think this is going to be a flat spot. Utah State needs this win. Uh, Aggies should be live dogs in Laramie tonight. I bet Wyoming in all three of those games. I'm on a bet against Wyoming tonight. Uh, I bet Purdue the first time against Illinois, plus two. Uh, I'm taking Illinois plus six in the rematch. I like that bet. Kofi Coburn's got to stay out of foul trouble, but here's the deal. Purdue leaves way too many open three-point shooters. And if you do that against Illinois, you're playing with fire. Alfonso Plummer, Trent Frazier, they got guys who can shoot it. And uh, Purdue can give up big leads, too. We've seen this multiple times. We're blowing 15 to 20-point leads in a game, and this Illinois team can uh, rip off big runs. And uh, if Kobe Coburn stays out of foul trouble tonight, uh, I think Illinois should be in this with a chance to win it. He's playing awesome basketball. Sure is. Yeah. It's going to be hard to handle. That's what so you talk about three teams with imposing front lines, Illinois, Purdue, and Arizona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no question. <clears throat> Let's go to uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. I typically don't like to play a guy after he blew a lead like Jordan Spieth did on Sunday, but like Je- Indy Jeff Seeley said, Spieth's ball striking, his – to green game was about as good as I've seen it in the last couple years. I was really impressed by the way he was playing. He uh, obviously had a hiccup down the stretch and lost that uh, tournament to Tom Hoagie, but Spieth I thought had his A game, and I think he's going to come back grinding, trying to win again this week on a course where he has played well. Uh, Spieth shared the 54-hole lead in this tournament a year ago, and Brooks Koepke ended up winning. Uh, Spieth tied for fourth, but he's got a great track record here in Phoenix. 21 to 1 right now at Circus Sports. Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Scheffler tied for seventh, 16 under in this tournament last year. Uh, he's been knocking on the door to win a tournament. We've had uh, first time winners the last couple weeks with Luke List and uh, Tom Hoagie. How about Scotty Scheffler with the first time winner this week? Indy Jeff endorses this play as well. Uh, 25 to 1 on Scheffler. Sam Burns, uh, 11 under in this tournament a year ago. He's kind of flying under the radar, which I like because. Uh, Burns is a, a player with a ton of talent, and nobody's really talking about him right now, which I like. So 35 to 1 is a pretty good number on a player like Sam Burns. And I just threw in uh, one long shot here, Andrew Putnam at 88 to 1. I've never bet this guy before, but I remember watching him last year on this course, and uh, he was playing exceptionally well. He actually shot six under in the final round and tied for seventh in the tournament. So 88 to 1 odds on Putnam as a long shot. And uh, we got some Super Bowl props as well, right? Uh, yeah. Might uh, have to go rapid fire here. Yeah, Rams to pump before score. Bengals to pump before score. That's minus 110 and minus 140. Team to make the longest field goal. Bengals, minus 120. A two-point conversion attempt. Yes, at even money. Burrow incompletions over 11 and a half. Uh, passing attempts over 36 and a half. Burrow rushing attempts over two and a half. Rushing yards over 11 and a half. And uh, I know you and I got a couple common plays there on those Super Bowl props. Yep. In Pocket is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials posted after noon Eastern at BetRivers.com. Hideki Matsuyama has won twice here at the Waste Management Open. What number would you need to bet him this week? I uh, see him as high as 18 to 1. Yeah, I was, yeah Matsuyama was going to be on my card this week if I could get him a 20 to 1 or a little bit higher. Yeah. He won for me in Honolulu a few weeks ago, and he's got a good course history here, too. So, you know, 20 to 1, I think, would be uh, a, a, buy price. Sign, a, a buy sign on Hideki this week. But, man, there's so many good players in this I tournament. Know, I know. Hideki might be a guy, if he starts off slowly, to maybe look at in play, Eddie. Gather himself right. and regroup, and then, bam, make a big run. Here you go. Watch out. Wow.
Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.